Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And hi again, everybody, and welcome to another edition. If you don't like that, and we are brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento, locally owned for over 20 years, New Works has a fix for you. For your plumbing needs and repairs, just go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N E W wrxplumbing.com and remember if you have an emergency in the middle of the night no problem new works will be there with their 24 7 service that's newworksplumbing.com n-e-w-w-r-x-plumbing.com new works plumbing they've got a fix for you the divisional playoffs that's right two games on saturday two games on sunday you got jacksonville and kansas city the giants and the eagles on saturday cincinnati is at buffalo and dallas is at san francisco on sunday why don't we preview these games i want to we start in sequence and go with the first game of the weekend and that game will be jacksonville at kansas city you know these two teams played already in the regular season it was back in november and kansas City in a low-scoring game beat the Jaguars 27-17. to In that game, Mahomes was uh, very good, as you would expect. He threw for four touchdowns, 331 yards, and an interception. You know, the one thing about this game, you look at Jacksonville, their defense has been playing pretty well. I mean, I know they were down big at the half, but they held the Chargers to three points in the second half. And coming in, you know, in the previous five games, they had played very, very well. Doug Peterson's been there before. He's a big game coach. But then you have Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs, and you have a team that obviously is feeling very good. Now, they can be beat in Kansas City. Just go ask the Cincinnati Bengals. But I'm not sure that Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars are good enough to beat Kansas City. The one thing we do know, they are not going to be able to have a slow start offensively like they had this past weekend against the Chargers because if that's the case, they won't catch up to Kansas City. The Chiefs will score. I know Jacksonville's defense is a lot better, but this is a game where of all the four games that are going to be played this weekend, I wouldn't be shocked, but I'd be very surprised if Jacksonville gets the win. It's been a nice season for them. Let's just call it the way it was. They took advantage of a bad division. Kansas City's division, not bad. Not as good as we thought because of the downward spiral of the Raiders but and the Broncos. But, you know, it was a two-team race with Kansas City and the L.A. Chargers. But I just don't see the Jaguars being able to go into Kansas City and win that game. So, personally, I'd give the points 
in this game, which is around eight, eight and a half. And I would take Kansas City to beat Jacksonville. All right, in the nightcap on Saturday, you have the Giants and the Eagles, a true divisional game. There are a couple of things about this matchup that I look at. You know, the fact that they're playing for the third time means nothing, all right? So throw that out the window. I mean, in terms of, gee, it's tough to beat a team three times in a season. No, it's not. Here's the game that bothers me if I'm a Giants fan, all right? In December, at MetLife, Philadelphia went in there and blew them out by 26. Now, the Giants were without their starting safety. They were without their starting cornerback. And they had some issues on the offensive line, which no longer are there. So factor into that. Philadelphia was very healthy for that game. Then they played in the regular season finale where Brian Dable rested a lot of the players. Philly had to win to get the number one seed. And the Giants actually came back in that game to make it close, but they lost 22-16. to Davis Webb was the quarterback. We know the Giants' offense looked great last week. They beat Minnesota, but Minnesota's defense is not Philadelphia's defense, okay? Minnesota's defense is not very good. Giants put 31 on the board. They're not going to put 31 on the board at Philadelphia. The question to me for this game is the health of the quarterback, and we are talking about Mr. Hurts, okay? He's the guy that really makes this Philadelphia Eagles team go. And if Hurts is healthy, then I think the Eagles will win this game. Obviously, being a diehard Giants fan, I hope I am wrong. You know, the Giants are very good now up front defensively with how Dexter Lawrence is playing and Leonard Williams. On the back end, they're much better than when they saw the Eagles. The one thing about the Giants, they are playing with house money. They have nothing to lose here. Jalen Hurts, if he has an A game, the Philadelphia Eagles will win. If he gets a little sloppy with the football, then I could see this game being close in the fourth quarter. But the Eagles, you know, let's face it. They were really good in the regular season. That's why they're the number one seed. I think Lane Johnson being back at right tackle is absolutely huge. I mean, huge. The Eagles are a better team on both sides of the football than the Giants. You just got to call it the way it is. I would take the points. Give me the seven and a half. I'll take the Giants and the points. But I don't know if the Giants are able to beat Philadelphia this week. It would be an amazing story for Brian Dable and the coaching job that he and his staff have done this week. This would be a Herculean win for the Giants to go into Philadelphia and beat the number one seed. I know know everyone likes to talk about 2007, 2011, when the Giants did the same thing as wild cards. But this this is a completely different team, and I, I don't know about those comparisons, okay? I know the Giants have nothing to lose. Again, they're playing with house money, but I don't think they go in and beat Philadelphia. Hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. The Giants are going to have to play a perfect game. They're going to have to play their A game to be able to go on the road and beat Philadelphia. I'm not so sure they would beat Philadelphia even if the game were in MetLife Stadium. All right. Here's a very intriguing game, obviously. Cincinnati and Buffalo. We thought we were going to see it on the Monday night finale, but with uh, what happened to DeMar Hamlin and cardiac arrest on the field, the game was canceled. All right? So we get that. The good news, Hamlin, we know, is doing great. He's in the facility every day. The thing about this game that I look at, neither the Bills or the Bengals played well last weekend. The Bills beat the Dolphins 34-31, and Miami was playing their third-string quarterback in Skylar Thompson. Remember when the Dolphins went on that 17-0 run in the second quarter? And then they tied the game with, what, 30 seconds left before half? And then the defense... 
got a fumble recovery for a touchdown early in the third. They had a 24-20 lead. And the Bills came back and won. But I wasn't impressed with Josh Allen, who, yeah, he threw for 352 and three TTs, but he also had two interceptions, and he fumbled three times, and he lost one of those. Here's what concerns me for the Bengals. They got two starters on their offensive line listed as questionable. Now, I also go back and I think about what happened last week or last year to Cincinnati. They got destroyed, and they still made it to the Super Bowl. And I'm talking about the offensive line. Remember the game against Tennessee? You know, they had trouble protecting Joe Burrow in the playoffs, and yet they were still able to get to the Super Bowl last year. Cincinnati did not look good at home against the Ravens. Tyler Huntley, what, Dobbins? They were right there. You know, we know about the 98-yard fumble recovery touchdown. Sam Hubbard, after Huntley fumbled the ball on a quarterback sneak. Yeah, I'm not so sure the Bengals win that game. If Hundley's able to get into the end zone, that's a 14-point swing. I like the Bengals team. I think they are probably better than Buffalo right now. I think the loss a couple of weeks ago of Von Miller has really hurt that Buffalo defense. I'm not sold on how Josh Allen is playing. I think he's been very careless with the football. But Cincinnati, starting guard, starting tackle, questionable for this game. I'm going to take the five points, and I'm going to take Cincinnati in this game. I don't know if they win the game, although I think they have a really good chance. But I think this game is close. I don't see a lot of separation between the Bengals and the Bills. So I think this is going to be a close game. I think when you look at these two teams, they must play better than they played last weekend. I think that is for certain. I think both bring their A game. I'm going to take Cincinnati in a close game, but I'll take the five points. All right, we wrap it up with Dallas at San Francisco. The Cowboys look very good against Tampa. The Bucs, though, are a horrible team, in my opinion. I told you before the playoffs began, I thought they were the worst team in the postseason. This is great because it brings back the rivalry of the Cowboys and the 49ers. And they used to go head-to-head seemingly every year during the really good years for both those teams. You had Troy Aikman, you had Steve Young. You know, you had those tremendous, tremendous games. So it's, it's fun to me to see San Francisco and Dallas. All right, the last time these teams met in the playoffs, remember when the Niners went into Dallas and they uh, pulled off the upset. That was on a wild card weekend. All right, Dak Prescott. He's going against a much better defense than he faced against Tampa. Prescott and the offense, they were they give him an A-plus for what they did against Tampa. This Niners defense is really good. They're not invincible. We saw the Raiders late December put points on the board. We saw Seattle put points on the board. They actually led at the half. And then the Niners held them to just six points in the second half. But Dallas's offense isn't Seattle's offense. It's much, much better. Everyone is waiting for Brock Purdy to have a bad game. It hasn't happened yet, right? Both quarterbacks last week threw for multiple touchdowns. Both quarterbacks rushed for a score in their wins. Christian McCaffrey is a difference maker. C.D. Lamb, big time. Debo Samuel, big time. Tony Pollard, big time. So what's the difference in this football game? To me, the difference in this football game are a couple of things. 
Number one, the Niners have got two extra days of rest. I think that's a real positive. Okay, the line is Niners minus three and a half. Number two, I'm still not sold on Prescott on this stage playing the way he played last week against Tampa. I think the 49ers defense and their pass rush will force Prescott into a mistake or two. And if, if that happens, San Francisco will win this game. If Prescott and the Cowboys take care of the ball, they've got the best defensive player arguably in football. No disrespect to Nick Bosa, who might get the defensive player of the year award. But Micah Parsons is a difference maker. And Parsons is a guy that the 49ers are going to have to game plan for. I think they're able to game plan for with Christian McCaffrey chip blocking coming out of the backfield. McCaffrey to me is going to be a real key in this game, as is George Kittle. All right. I think those two guys are key for San Francisco. I'm not sure Purdy being able to throw the ball down the field on this Dallas Cowboys team. So I think it's more of a dink and dunk game. I think you're going to see Samuel lined up in the backfield. You're going to see a lot of innovation again by Kyle Shanahan. But I just like the Niners. I think they have better personnel. I think their defense is better. I think their offense has got better players. And I think for that reason, San Francisco will win and advance to the NFC Championship game. This game has the potential to be an absolute dandy. All right? They have a potential to be an absolute dandy. But the Cowboys are not playing the Bucks this week. All right? They're playing a 49ers team that is really, really good and may be great. Again, I don't think you can call Brock Purdy the X Factor anymore. I mean, he's proven at each and every game that, you know, he looks like he belongs. This is the biggest game, the biggest stage that I'll ever be on against the Cowboys team that gets after the quarterback. It's going to be a fun game. And again, I love the fact that this rivalry is back. Dallas at San Francisco, but I like the 49ers in this game. I'll give the three and a half and take San Francisco. So I like the Niners. Give me the points in the Giants. Give me the points in the Bengals. And I'll give you the points and take Kansas City. NFL playoff football beginning tomorrow. I don't know about you, but I can't freaking wait. Let's now get to our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I'll answer your question on my next podcast. Bob wants to know, are the 49ers, Chiefs, Bills, and Eagles much better than the rest of the remaining playoff teams? No, they're not. I don't think that there is a super team this year in the NFL. I think all four teams are, are capable of losing this weekend, although I think that the Chiefs are in the best position. But I could see Dallas beating the 49ers. I could see the Bengals beating the Bills. I mean, I could see the Giants being beating the Eagles, although, I mean, that would be a heck of an upset. So, no, I don't think they're that much better than the rest of the remaining playoff teams, which is why I think this weekend's games are going to be so good. Drew wants to know, what could NFL teams do to prevent their coordinators from leaving for head coaching jobs? They really can't do anything, even if they're on the contract, because most every team will give their coordinators permission to interview for head coaching jobs. It's the way the league works, so there's really nothing that they can do. Alex wants to know who wins against the Bengals or the Bills. I know you put the question in before I did my podcast, and I gave you my response. All right, Reed asked, does Trevor Lawrence seem like a quarterback that can win a Super Bowl to you? Not now, no. I mean, Reed, we have to understand he's only in a second season. I, I think he can be a Super Bowl winning quarterback, absolutely. Do I think he can do it this year? No, I don't. Jay wants to know, would you say LeBron is as popular as he was five years ago. The ratings would say no. I would say no. I think his 
uh, antics on social media off the court have turned off a lot of fans. So, no, I don't think he is as popular as he was five years ago. But from a basketball perspective, what the guy is doing on a nightly basis is pretty amazing. For 38, you know, again, a 38-year-old player putting up those type of numbers, I mean, LeBron James is very special. Matthew wants to know, do you think that the Live Golf Tour will get good viewship viewership on the CW? I do not, Matthew. I just don't. I don't even think most people even know what the CW is. Ricky asks, uh, do you expect a big game out of Mahomes? Ricky, it's a big game, right? How many times have you watched a big game where at the end of the game you go, Mahomes didn't play well? Maybe the year that he lost in the Super Bowl without his two starting tackles. But, yeah, of course I expect a big game from Patrick Mahomes. Ben asks, have the best NFL referees left for TV because the league doesn't pay them enough like Aaron Rodgers says? I think that's ridiculous. How many referees have left the field to go work in TV? No, I think that's – no, I don't agree with that at all. I do not. Ben wants to know if I agree or disagree with Chris Sims saying that Brock Purdy is a lesser Mac Jones. I totally disagree. I I don't know why Chris Sims would say that. I I like Mac Jones, but, I mean, you tell me after watching Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy looks like the real freaking deal, doesn't he? So, no, I don't agree with that at all. Sacramento Steve asks, would it be a good idea – for the Kings to trade Harrison Barnes before his contract expires. I wouldn't trade him. I think he's the unsung hero on this team. I think he is extremely valuable to the Kings' success this year. Personally, I would not trade him. Think about what the Kings traded to get him. What a steal that was when the Kings traded Justin Jackson for Harrison Barnes. What a steal that was. Seriously. Dominic wants to know if I expected the Boston Bruins to be this good before the NHL season started. I did not. It's amazing how well uh, they are playing. I did not expect that at all. Pat wants to know, is Joe Lombardi's firing justified by their loss to the Jaguars? You know what? You know how it is in the NFL. Someone's got to take the fall. They kept Brandon Staley. So, you know, somebody's got to, you know, be the, the scapegoat, and that's the way it works in the National Football League. Just go to crowdulture.com, and maybe, just maybe, I'll answer your question on my next podcast. It's time for Brent. Let me get this straight. I haven't really talked about this story this week, but Ivan Provorov of the Philadelphia Flyers did not go out for the warm-ups earlier this week when it was Pride Night. The Flyers wore special warm-up jerseys that were then auctioned off for charity. So Provorov cited religious beliefs about not attending the pregame skate with the special jersey on. A lot of folks are up in arms over it. I'm not one of them. Again, we talk about the hypocrisy and the double standards in our society. I don't care whether he wears the jersey or not. It's his choice. Let him be an individual and let him do what he believes in. I don't have to agree with it, but I acknowledge that it is his right, all right? I don't have a problem with it. The reason why I don't have a problem with it is last month, the entire world was in Qatar. Have you seen their laws as it pertains to the gay community? Have you seen what happens to a gay person in Qatar, all right, of the LGBTQ community? Have you done any research on Qatar where the whole world just was for a little under a month? Stop it with this nonsense. 
You know, they want to, like, take Provorov and cancel him. He doesn't deserve to be canceled. If you don't want to go to the Flyers games because you think it was wrong what he did, then don't go to the Flyers games. Don't watch the games. Don't buy his jersey. Don't be involved in the NHL. All right? Every individual has their beliefs. And if you don't agree with it, that's fine. If you don't want to watch the Flyers games, fine. You don't want to go follow the NHL now, fine. That's your choice. But it's also his choice to do what he feels is best for himself. And then I read that his jersey is now completely sold out on NHL shop and Fanatics with the exception of extra smalls. Now, I also don't know how many Provorov jerseys are available. In other words, how many are made waiting to be distributed and sold. But I thought that was very interesting. Again, enough with the double standards. You know, a lot of the companies that sponsor these sporting events and these leagues, you know, they're all for, you know, Pride Night, Pride Day, Pride Month, and they put the rainbow colors on their logo in America on their social media accounts. But they're worldwide companies, and they take their logo off, their pride colors off, on their websites, on other parts of the globe. Again, hypocrisy. What do you believe in? You only believe on. You only believe in that in America. You don't believe that if you're doing business in other parts of the world. It's all about the mighty dollar. That's what it's about. And if you don't think so, examine what happened at the World Cup in Qatar. And that's my rant for today. That's my podcast for today. I hope you have a fabulous weekend. Enjoy the NFL football, and remember. I'll be over on YouTube a lot this weekend with Kings halftime shows, post-game shows, as the Kings take on the Thunder and the 76ers back-to-back. So long, everybody. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.